Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Quartet Center Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shumoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It is the one and only Angel Ortega. we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, guys. we got UC Noche to go over, UC Vegas 79 dollars or 299 as well as a boatload of news. As always, two fantastic sponsors of the show. Rogue Energy and Elixir. Code sound offer both for 10% off. Rogue Energy, keep me fueled up, keep me going throughout my day, whether I'm at the gym working out, or I'm working at home, or whatever I'm doing, they're going to get me to my finish line. They can help you with code SOUNDOFF for 10% off. Meanwhile, Elixir, quick status update, level 18 in Starfield as of now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, do you like it? Fucking great, dude. I understand it's not for everybody. I understand some people are like, oh, it's just, you know, it's copy-paste. It's just like every Bethesda. It's just, you know, another Bethesda game. But I'm into it, you know. it's, It's pretty fun. Making making my own ships and going to planets, starting our posts and shit. It's it's fun. And you know why it's been a lot of fun, Angel? Because I've been using my Elixir Delta Eights, getting get, getting pretty high with Code Sound Off and enjoying my time with the new game. So, uh, yeah, man. That there we go. Code Code Sound Off for both those Rogue Energy and Elixir. Angel, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I told you this, uh, that I did not see this fight live. I admittedly was doing something else on Saturday night, but, dude, it was, it was straight up war in the main event of UC Noche on Saturday, going down from the T-Mobile Arena, not Mexico. It was Mexican Independence Day, but once again, in Vegas. Uh, but the Mexican fans did turn out for this one, man, and they were all on Alexa Grasso's side in the main event as she fought to a split draw against Valentino Shevchenko. Um, Angel, most controversy for, like, a fight in a long time? I mean, it, and I will say the fight was really, really close. I don't even think any, most people are mad that the fight was a draw itself. It was that, that round five scorecard from Judge Mike Bell, which was a 10-8 for Grasso, led to the draw, and that is just, that's horrendous. But, uh, in terms of the fight itself, who'd you give the nod to? What do you kind of make of all the controversy, and how'd you score, man? Hey, man, me personally, had it 3-1 going into the fifth. It ended 3-2. I thought I was going Val's way. Hmm. Fair enough. And wait, out of curiosity, what what rounds did you give uh, Chichenko, if you can remember on the top of your head? 1-3 and 4. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what would be more funny, Josh? I was like, 1-3 and 5. Yeah, I was like, really hoping you were going to kind of troll me for a minute there, but it's all right, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I scored... I pretty much the same thing, but swing around obviously was round four, and I gave that to Grasso. Um, if you would have given, I mean, you said like you're like fifty five. You said in the green room you're like fifty five forty five on the side of of, of Chipchenko. I'm like it's probably sixty forty on the side of Grasso. Like it's very very close. Um, I don't think the controversy coming out of this fight is that it was a draw. It's how we got to that point. Because uh, obviously in round five, you know, I'd say it was pretty competitive. They were going back and forth. And then Shevchenko goes for a takedown, gets countered again. Grasso gets the back with like what minute thirty left. She landed some ground and pound. I don't think she got necessarily close to a get got close to a finish, but obviously Judge Mike Bell scored that round at 10-8, which led to the draw. And dude, since then Nevada 
they they said that they're going to go and handle it, Angel. They said they're handling Judge Mike Bell. They just made everybody, every single judge, go to a fucking meeting about 10 eights. Um, what do you make about his scorecard and all the controversy surrounding it? Fuck, dude. I mean, it's it's weird because it's just this one mistake, right? Because, look, I think no matter what, Josh, the fight coming out of it, there would have been controversy regardless. Everybody would have been like, you know, I thought Grosso won. I thought Shea. I mean, it was a highly contested fight. No matter what, we were not going to exit this without any sort of issues, even with the 10-8. Granted, the 10-8 doesn't help it at all because people want to one way or another. And then, you know, obviously the conversation changes because we start talking about the highly contested round four. Some people even arguing round five for Shev, even round one for Grosso. I mean, there, there's a lot of things there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, look, I mean, there's no way you can argue. And you said there was, you saw a couple of people arguing maybe for the 10-8 being a thing. If you think that round five was a 10-8, you got to go watch a different sport, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you got to, we got to, we got to move Mike Bell's ass to like golf or something, dude. You know, like, <laughs> well, you know, we got to, we got to do something because that's just, that's just horrendous and that's unacceptable. Um, and I know Dana was like, that guy, Dana even said like, uh, last night that he thought he was like, Jesus, that guy's got to be fucking corrupt, you know, like, it's, it, it was really, really bad. Um, although I guess we should talk about what's going to come next, because Trilogy's up next, Angel, and guess there was any doubt Valentina Shevchenko called for it. Grosso said that she'd prefer to fight somebody else, but let's be honest, nobody else, there's, there's nobody else, because uh, Aaron Blanchfield even said, like, yeah, it's a draw, uh, I'd rather fight Mana Faroe than get that title shot, so. Oh, so she's, she's down for it, okay, that's respectable. Yeah, cold-blooded, she's a fucking dog, you know, she said, I'll fight Mana Faroe for the title shot, and Danny did confirm last night that the plan is for the trilogy and then to book uh, Blanchfield versus Faro. So it kind of works out in like a really, it kind of works out perfectly for everybody involved. Um, trilogy, man, what do you think about it? Is it, is it the right move or, or would you prefer if they went for a, an obscure Blanchfield or Faro title shot? I'm down, man. I, I'm down for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I heard, uh, I was watching Morning Combat, man. Like, uh, it was a day ago and they were talking about this and, uh, who was it that said it? I can't remember who it was, but essentially, one of the guys said, you know, they weren't down for the uh, for the rematch, and they would kind of want like a fresh look. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they but they did say one thing that did interest me at the time. Now I I don't I don't think it's gonna happen, but I would I thought it balancing a move to one thirty five actually could have been very interesting, mm-hmm. which is something they mentioned that I completely did not even like even think about. But now we know that's not going to happen. So yeah, yeah. Kind of about that question. I don't think about that either. Um, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, we're gonna get the, we're gonna get the trilogy next. Uh, these hey, it's two so are possible, prepared. by the way. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like, dude, like, I don't even. I, you guys know how much I hate instant rematches and trilogies at this point. Like, they give them to everybody, unless you're a fighter that they don't like, and then they'll be they'll make up some reason not to do it. But you know. Um, this is kind of this is literally the perfect scenario. I mean, that first fight was competitive up until the choke. This one was very competitive. E- either way you look at it, even the hardest of hardcore Valentina fans can't be like, "Oh, that was a robbery." You know what I mean? Like Judge Mike Bell was fucking off playing with crayons or whatever the fuck during that fifth round. But <laughs> outside of him, like the score was pretty all right. It was a very competitive fight. Um, and excited to see uh, the trilogy likely later this year, man. Um. In terms of the rest of the card and the co-main event, 
More controversy, Angel. Admittedly, a lot less. Uh, Jack Della Maddalena ends up picking a split decision win over Kevin Holland. Um, admittedly, I, I scored this one pretty pretty cleanly for Jack Della Maddalena. What would you think about it, man? I did see some people scoring it for Holland, and one judge did think he deserved the nod. Oh, man, Josh, did you think it was 30-27? <laughs> no, I thought it, I, I gave him Jack the first and the third. I thought round two was competitive, and I thought round one was competitive. I just thought Jack had the cleaner, the cleaner. I feel like that's what most people had. Didn't the judges have it like that too? Was it game? Uh, judges, judges had it twenty nine, twenty eight. Two of them, Madalena. One of them had it twenty nine, twenty eight. Holland. No, but I'm saying they gave rounds one and three to Jack. Oh, Holmes. okay, yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. No, you're right. No, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I was, and wasn't impressed too. Like I said, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of expected more out of Kevin Holland, but. Uh, this this might be a controversial take, but I think uh, after this, I think we've seen Kevin Holland's level, Josh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like there's a lot of talent there, but it's, like I've said it, man, I've always felt like this kind of like lack of kind of overall focus sometimes in the fight itself and kind of uh, career-wise, like this kind of weird direction. But look, man, you can do whatever you want with your career, man. It's It's completely up to you. But it feels very odd that a guy with such talent hasn't, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. isn't fully kind of capitalizing on it. Obviously, he's capitalizing on it money-wise, which is great financially. You know, I, I, you got to tip that. But it almost feels like more, he could reach such a high, for one, make even more money, and also reach glory. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, he he's in a weird spot, too, because I saw he, uh, I'm, I don't know if, like, he actually doesn't take it seriously, or he's just saying he doesn't take it seriously. He kind of got mad, like, somebody asked him about like, literally what you're asking about. Like, so, you know, you think about potentially the title picture, or what do you think about this or that? And he's like, I don't care about the title, you know? I don't, I don't I don't ever care about the title. You should ask somebody else. And then he's like, well, why don't you care about, well, why not? You know, like, for wanting the bigger paydays, because that's what he said he cares about, you know, that that typically plays out that way. And he, like, argued with the media. Like, Kevin Honor, kind of like a low-key weird week, man, like, uh, that didn't really, a whole lot of people didn't really talk about it. I mean, uh, but I feel like it's never, it's, it's nothing new though. You know what I mean? It's no. just that now it's being mentioned by people in the media. It's something that I've noticed for a while. I mean, I'm talking like four fights ago, dude. Like, yeah, no, not, no, you, you've been on it for a while, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's been something that I've noticed a while ago. I mean, shit, even the movement to 170 was odd to me because I thought at 185, the road to the title would have been a lot quicker and it was very open and as far as like actual matchups, I feel like there was a lot of potential there. Oh, going yeah. forward, and it, it, I thought the move to 170 was not, not the best in my opinion. I, I still think, but I, mean, I think he can find success there, and he, and he has. He's beat some good guys, but uh, I don't know. I was just never a big fan of it. Like I said, his career, his choice, and he's he's doing well for himself, right? I mean, I'm, I'm here talking about him, you know? So, yeah, obviously. Like, he's not. Yeah, I think it's just he could be better than what he is, and we're we're all about seeing guys reach their potential. You know, and if he's a guy that just wants to get paid and he likes fighting, like that's that's awesome, man. That's cool. But also at the same time, it's like, Kevin, damn, you're good. Damn, you're good, Kevin. Kevin, if you just try, <laughs> Kevin, if you just showed up to a couple more wrestling practices, if you just did this and this, you know, like if you just did a couple changes. Well, you know, but even quick, then, Josh, you can't even point to wrestling in this one though, because he got he got beat in the striking department. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. You gotta give you gotta give credit to Jack Almeida. He's a very game, Josh. With a high hand reach disadvantage, I don't know if you saw it, but I think they said fighters with a eight and a half or nine inch reach advantage have a sixty five percent chance, like higher win rate or chance of winning their fight. Like, you know, he had 
you know, things in his favor. You know, he looked good. I, I thought he had a chance to win this fight. I, I was very hesitant a little bit. I thought about picking Jack, but I think there was still some of that worry in me from that previous fight. And like I said, Kevin Holland was a very game opponent. Like, we both picked him. Uh, but kind of to get off that Kevin Holland topic, like, holy fuck, man, Jack did on my hand. He gets it done. I mean, he's, he's still trucking along. Yeah, man. I mean, he, coming out of this one, it was not like, it didn't blow me away, but hey, man, beating a guy like Kevin Holland, who is significantly bigger than you, and like you mentioned, eight-inch reach, which is largely why I picked Kevin Holland to win this one to begin with, impressive as fuck. Like, it, this is not a win that, like, you know, like, it, it's not a, it's not as bombastic, or not a, you're not going to get as, like, many highlight reels or many replays as, like, his destruction of Randy Brown, where he, like, knocked him out and subbed him in, like, two minutes, you know what I mean? But a win like this is arguably even more impressive to me, man. Like, just, like, finding a way to bridge that gap. And and he's, Kevin Holland's one of the bigger guys at 170, so if he can bridge the striking gap against a guy like that, fuck, man. Like, it's looking like that one-off, that short-notice fight with Hafez earlier this year is probably just, you know. I mean, that was, by the way, when are we going to see that guy fight again? Um, Let me see. Let me see if he has a fight now. That's a good question. I know. I know but I still, Hafez. That fight went down in July. Uh, he doesn't have anything announced. Interesting. It's weird. All right. That is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder. Two that. spots, by the way. I'm looking at it now. So he's 12 now. He was 14. So he's yeah. one behind Ian Gary. Vincente Luki, Jack Della Malena. Doesn't that get you going a little bit, Josh? I'm rock hard with emotion right now. I got a phoner. I think that's the move. <laughs> uh, anyways, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he had, you can't really go wrong with Jack Della Malena right now, man. I mean, this, he needed a big win, and he got it. Um, in terms of the rest of the card, man, obviously, normally I'd ask, like, which fight you want to talk about. I'm pretty sure I got a good idea, so why don't you go ahead and lead into Raul Rosas Jr. <laughs> right? I mean, what what a fucking finish, right? But once yeah. again, though, Josh, kind of a bit of tailor-made matchmaking here, right? Yeah. A guy, you know, been removed from the game a little bit, came out recently, came out fast. He fights at 135, Josh, now, but his body doesn't look like he fights at 135, you know what I mean? Yeah. You look at the guy, and it looks like he could be filled out a little bit more. And he's a tall guy for the weight class, don't get me wrong. But even then, like, you look at like Sean O'Malley, Corey Sanhagen, they look a little bit more dense. So kind of looks like my boy's just coming, you know, waking up, cutting, like, 5, 10 pounds maybe, and, and getting on that scale. Yeah, he does not look big for the weight class at all. No, I mean, I, 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 I didn't think he looked much bigger even than Raul. I think they looked about the same, and... Raul is a very, like I said, he hasn't, he's not even grown into his adult male body yet fully. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I like, uh, I think Luke Thomas put it very well, you know. Obviously, he can look good. He can have good performances. He can get good finishes. Uh, but it's hard to analyze him yet or kind of see where he's at when he hasn't had a fight yet where he's had a break down an opponent. You know what I mean? Or systematically mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. And, and we were able to see all the the elements of his game, you know, cardio, striking, grappling, fight IQ, and uh, just the management of a fight. Which, I mean, I, I agree with. I think that's actually a very intelligent way to put it, and the way he articulated it was much better than what I just did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think I, I think you could say you probably feel the same, Josh. Yeah. 
No, that's, that's pretty accurate. I, I feel the same way. Uh, Robert Woods Jr., man. I was impressed by this win, but it didn't honestly tell me a whole lot about him. Um, I think everybody kind of knows that, like, nine fights deep in most of those fights. I mean, what is this? His, his only third UFC fight, and, you know, a lot of those were just, you know, squash matches, for lack of a better term. That's just how MMA is, like, a lot of the time. But, like, um, he's definitely the guy that, like, obviously has the talent. It's just about can he be, like, stay together for 15 minutes. He's very active early. He has a lot of power. He's a great, great wrestler, great submission game. It's just can he conduct, like, a pace, and can he stay in there for 15 minutes? Because that was really what made the difference in his first career loss, Christian Rodriguez. Round one came out looking fucking good, you know? Um, but it was in that round two and three. And I really feel like this is, a, this is a huge win, but it didn't really tell us anything in terms of his future development, I feel like, you know? Um, it, like you mentioned, tailor-made matchmaking. But look, I mean, he does have to go out there. He does have to get the wins himself. Um, and 18 years old, he talked about how, he, you know, he thinks he's going to be a superstar in this game. He didn't talk about being any three-division champion this time like he did last last time he showed up uh, before his first loss. So I liked, I liked that he was a bit quieter this time. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't have any real, like, big takeaways coming out of this, but it was an impressive win, you know. But, yeah, man, in terms of the rest of this, this UFC card, uh, what fights do you most want to highlight? There were a couple of very, like, impressive performances coming out of this night. There was a lot. I think there was a lot of people we had to highlight. Who, actually, okay, I'll tell you who my, you know, I would have given my performance bonus to. Lupita Gudetis, man. I think she had the most impressive night out of anybody on this card outside of the main event, right? Both gals there. I was putting in a word. But she just looked dominant over Elise Reed, Josh. Like, I've, we've seen Lupita Gudetis fight, but I think that might have been the best Lupita Gudetis performance we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it looked. I feel like, I mean, it looked like a different person there. She looked possessed. It was, it was just amazing. Like, I was like, dude, if that girl shows up on a title fight night, what can't, you know, no one's stopping her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I mean, Loopy, I've, I've made, I've made it very clear how big of a fan I am of Loopy, but god damn, she looked good, dude. And she's coming out of that same camp, uh, that has, what is it, Lobo Gym, I believe? Like, um, just, dude, all dogs, all dogs. But dude, just, like you mentioned, the best performance of her career, by far, by a mile. And she's gotten some big ones in the past, too. Like, Cynthia Calvillo, Emily Ducote, Loma Lookin' B. She had some big wins in the past. This one was just pure dominance from the word go, man. Um, very, very impressed by her. But this was this kind of night was full of performances like that, dude. Like, Raul Rosas Jr. ran over Terrence Mitchell. You know, obviously, we just mentioned Loopy. Roman Kopilov versus Josh Frumd. That's supposed to be a banger, and Angel Attorney to do an execution. You know, I mean, I felt I felt for my fellow Josh on that night, man. Um, he's on the verge of being ranked too, by the way. Like, he's, oh yeah. I mean, he might. Des- I, 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 you can make an argument he already deserves a ranked opponent next, maybe one more, and then that ranked opponent. But he's he's on the verge, especially after having a a, a rough UFC debut with Josh. He he came into the UFC undefeated, and. uh Suffers two losses in his first two UFC fights, Josh. Arguably, maybe being on the verge of not necessarily being cut, but, you know, being... Because, you know, usually they do five, four or five contracts, right? Maybe another loss and he looks kind of weird. Even if he wins his fourth, he'd be one in three, and then he'd be out the door. But look, ever since uh, he fought Alessio Dichiro, and that, that wasn't UFC France. It was, it was, it was UFC France uh, last year. It's been all finishes, nonstop action, four-fight win streak. Sky's the limit. He's looking good. A lot of people 
I saw some people uh, kind of questioning his recent success and being in the world like, this is the same guy who lost to Carl Roberson. I'm like, look, you never know what was going on at the time. You never know what things could have led to that defeat. It, it maybe it was nerves, maybe a little bit of lack of an experience at the time. But look, he, he's arrived now, and he's looking very good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I hate, I hate to say this, but where's Carl Roberson now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carl Roberson, poor. I felt bad for him, man. I felt, I felt like he kind of, you know, kind of got pushed way too quickly. I mean, he, he was fighting like guys like Martin Vittori and fucking Brendan Allen. But, yeah, I mean, Roman yeah, he, Kobe, had a, he, had a, yeah. he had one of the tougher USCIs. I think we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did, for sure. Because he just faced, I don't even remember, he faced like, those are the only two guys on my head, but he faced like, Five or six straight killers to end his UFC career. Like, ridiculous. But Roman Kovalov, man, like you mentioned, dude. Like, Josh, you he don't fought, know. Josh, to give you yeah. any, this, he fought Glover. He fought Glover, in, he fought Glover in 2019. Seven, oh, six, my God. That's crazy, dude. Holy six, shit, I remember that. Dixon won. Carl Roberson fought Glover to share. Dude, he nearly knocked him out, too. Could you imagine how different history is, dude? That's crazy. Holy shit. I forgot he won, that fight. He out. won two fights. He has two strong wins right after that, too. Wellington Durham and Roman Coppola. Nothing to be ashamed there. But then he proceeded to fight Marvin Vittori, Brendan Allen, Khalil Roundtree, and Kennedy Zhuk. I mean, just. Yeah, you know, and, just, Carl, and dude, apparently Carl Roberson is having a rough fucking year. Because I just looked up. I'm looking at his wiki now that we're talking about it, dude. Those four losses. And apparently in March, he was arrested for. Felony charges of burglary, theft, and criminal mischief. And uh, a residence of burglary were over $200,000, and custom jewelry was stolen. God damn. He was arrested, and they lo- they found packages of crack cocaine and marijuana, and he's currently facing 10 years in prison. Dude, what Holy the fuck? Holy shit. How we, did we not hear about this? Dude, we just had some breaking news on the UFC pot. What did this go down? This happened. He was arrested in March for it. The crime happened in December of 2022. Dude, what the fuck? I can't believe we just read that. That's crazy. I had no idea, dude. There's something for you to write about now, Josh. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck. Anyways, Roman Coppola got a big win. <laughs> um, to br- fuck segues, we're just going to bring it right back in because I don't even know where. <laughs> you know. Josh, uh, like, there's no need for us to slow down. Yeah, Tracy Cortez got a big win. Love me some Tracy Cortez. You know? It was a fun fight, by the way. Yeah, fun fight. Um, Charlie Campbell knocked out poor Alex Reyes. I hate to see that happen for Alex Reyes, man. Dom Reyes' his brother took off six years, you know. Damn, man. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was a uh, it was a fun card, man. And I mean, any closing fights you want to talk about before we go ahead and move on? No, nothing in particular. Add some of the ones we did mention. I think we highlighted all the, the I think major ones. It was it was just fun. It was, it, this was a pretty solid night, I'd say. I completely agree. I completely agree. It was a fun night. Fun night. And uh, hopefully, UC Vegas 79 will be fun going down this Saturday night from the UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ranked lightweights in the main event, Angel. And, dude, I said it on Twitter. I said, this fight, look, it's good for an Apex car, but I honestly wish these guys were in front of a crowd, man. Uh, Mateus Gamrot coming off a win over Jalen Turner in March, 22-2. and two. We know the story. Taking on the 12-2 and two. Rafael Pazee coming off a loss to Justin Gaethje in uh, a UC-286 in March. That was only the second loss of his career, and that snapped a uh, seven-fight win streak for him. Both these guys looking to get a big win here. 
move up the rankings. Uh, it's going to be a banger regardless, man. What do you think about it? Fuck, dude. I mean, per, I'd, I'd say this, this, these matchmaking makes a lot of sense here. I think they're both, I think Vasiv coming off is Justin Gaethje, obviously Gamera bouncing back to getting, wasn't that a short fight against Jalen Turner? I believe yeah. so, yes. Yeah, it was, it was originally supposed to be Dan Hooker. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess timeline wise, kind of fight wise, this, this makes sense for both these guys. Uh, I mean, to get a little bit into it, I mean, Vitez Gamera, man, what can we say? Uh, strong wrestler. Relentless, a very fucking good shin. Uh, Fazeev, obviously talented striker. Coach Tiger Muay Thai, trends at a cliff. I mean, you, you know, we've been there done talked about it. Uh, suffering his, I guess, sec, actually, no, second UFC career loss. He, what did he lose? His debut? Against Maga uh, Mimus 5? Yeah, correct, correct. He lost that, his debut. Isn't that crazy? Looking back at it. I mean, yeah. spinning bad kick, though, right? Like, it, yeah, it, I mean, you can't, you, yeah. you can't really hold that against him. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was at least it was a pretty sick way to go out, right? Yeah. I mean, look, Josh. I mean, I, I hate to say, classic striker versus wrestler matchup. Gamrod does like to throw some bombs, but you wouldn't say it's necessarily going to be the the cleanest of striking like Vizive. Fuck, Josh. I mean, I could see this going either way. Let me just break it down. I think it's a. I think it's for me, it's fifty-fifty down the middle, as of right now. Uh, I mean, if Gamrod can get him down, Josh, you can see a lot of success there, especially if he's able to hold him down. We've seen that Fasiv's obviously worked on his, um, his wrestling a lot. Worked on a, worked on his, I guess, uh, kind of to put it better, his, uh, his takedown defense. He did find some success against RDA, but he's an older RDA, and he has found success of other guys. But I don't know if those guys kind of have the the same level of wrestling as Gamera. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Josh. Before I actually had one pick coming into this, and then I changed it. In the morning, and now I'm changing it back, Josh. I'm going Mateus oh, Gamerot. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. We're gonna split on this one, man. I'm taking Hot by Alpha Z. I, I think uh, I'm happy with splitting on this one, man. Um, you you broke it down pretty well. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I ju- I just think that on the feet, Mateus Gamerot is gonna be a bit of a sitting duck. Um, I think that the grappling department, obviously Gamerot's gonna have the advantage, but I don't think it's gonna be, you know. I don't think it's going to be substantial enough to be able to even to, to get the win here, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, I think Rafael Fazeev is a more well-rounded guy. I think on the feet, Gamrot's going to be a sitting duck, and I think it's only going to be a matter of time. I think five rounds here, I think Fazeev wants a big win, and I think he's going to get it, dude. I think that he's going to probably get it, honestly, probably a stoppage. I'm still super high on Rafael Fazeev. You know, I think a lot of people, that he had that loss to Gaethje, um, and I also think a lot of people forget how close that fight was, too. I mean, the f- third round, Gaethje really came on, but the first two were very competitive, you know. Um, I think Rafael Fazeev, I'm gonna, I can go and take him to get the win, man. I just think I, he has the higher ceiling. He's significantly better on the feet, and I think on the mat, Gamrat will probably be able to get the fight there, but even if he does, I don't think he'll be able to keep it there and do substantial enough damage to go and, you know, compete on the feet whenever the fight returns there. So, um, I think Rafael Fazeev is going to get a win. However, that being said, dude, I, I this is a UC Vegas card, which means it's going to be in the apex. But I, I like it a lot, man. I mean, in that Coleman event, Bryce Mitchell taking on Dan Ige. Uh, I think this is an excellent, excellent fight, man. Uh, Bryce Mitchell has not been seen since his December loss to Ilya Tapori. That was the first of his career uh, where essentially, I mean, he, he got mugged in that one, essentially. Um, 
taking on Dan Higay, who's riding a two-fight winning streak over Date Landwehr and Damon Jackson. Uh, we kind of know the story here. Uh, whenever Danny Gay gets to the top level, kind of struggles. And for Bryce Mitchell, he kind of needs a big win here to kind of stay in contention to keep that hype train going. Um, crossroad matchup for these two, man. What do you think about it? And Josh, I, I've been, I'm feeling all the wrestlers, Josh. I'm going Bryce Mitchell on this one. I think he'll mm-hmm. be able to bounce back, man. I know he had a tough out, but I, I still think Bryce Mitchell is capable of separating himself from the pack in this division. And I think it starts here again with Danny Gay getting back on track where he left off. Uh, for Danny Ige, like you said, man, it's, it's always been like right, right there, man. When he, when he needs that major name win, he just falls a little short and I think it's going to happen again here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm actually on the same page as this one. Uh, I think Styles make fights. Um, I don't think Danny Ige is, I don't think he, I think grappling wise, he's going to be so, I mean, and part of this is also, I should say, Bryce Mitchell, I'm not sure if you've been following an angel. Some weird stuff's been going on with Bryce Mitchell over the like over the I, last I've, six. I've I've seen it, man. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean he he had he's having this girlfriend situation going on. I'm not even gonna get into that. It's he said, she said, it is what it is. You know, um, he did that. He like randomly there was that one. It went like viral, and I don't even think MMA fans knew like <laughs> of Bryce Mitchell like walking around with like a shopping cart like six months ago in like the like the pouring rain. By the way, and that just, one still hasn't been addressed. No, we never learned anything about it. And I don't even think that video was, like, uploaded. Like, hey, guys, here's Bryce Mitchell being really, really weird. It was like, bro, who's this weird guy out here with a cart in the rain? And then people found out it was Bryce Mitchell. You know what I mean? Like, we just uh, mind, That was also California, dude. Oh, weird. yeah. So. I mean, that's why no one questioned it. That's yeah. probably why no one questioned it, Josh. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take Bryce Mitchell. I think Styles make fights. I think if he's been training, I think he, if he's been actually doing if he's doing all right, you know, I think he he will probably be able to get a big win here. Um, I just I just don't think Danny's going to have much to offer in the grappling department. I think on the feet, he's not level he's not significantly levels above Bryce Mitchell in the same way that a guy like Ilya Taporia was. So I don't think it's gonna make much of a difference. Um, so yeah, I mean we're on the same page there. As far as the rest of the card goes, though, uh, like I mentioned, solid, some solid names, solid matchups here. Which ones are you most looking forward to? Josh, I mean, it has to be the opening fight on the main card. Charles Jordan, Ricardo Hall. I mean, they did that violence at his, they, they know how to give <laughs> Charles Jordan fights, Josh. They know how to do it. I mean, that has potential fight of the night there. I, I just, I think that one's going to probably take the cake from me. Uh, yeah. I'd say a close second for me personally. Brian Bile, AJ Fletcher, obviously super conflicted there. I've grown to have a lot of uh, enjoyment in Brian Battle's game. Obviously, AJ Fletcher, I'm, I'm kind of worried for him. I, like I said, he's a guy who didn't start fighting that long ago. Did, uh, professionally, he had, he had had a, a fair bit of a decent bit of an amateur background. Um, made his debut in 2019. Fought a lot in 2020. And in 2020, and then uh, fought up into 2021, and then got the call up in the Contender Series in 2021. Got the contract, had some trouble, finally got a winner at the start of this year in in the UFC officially. But he's taking on a game opponent, Brian Battle, who also, like you said, got underestimated. Didn't you know people didn't think he was going to win the Ultimate Fighter. Found success. It looked good in in the division, and uh, obviously he did have that Renat Fracta Dean off. 
lost along the way, but, you know, we're not so fucking monster. So nothing to be ashamed of there. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you went and highlighted a couple of fights there. Um, like you mentioned, Ricardo Hamos and Charles Jordan. I mean, there's a couple of, there's a couple of good fights on here. That's there's fight of the night. Fight of the night. I mean, let's, you know, if that one's not fight of the night, I'd be shocked. Although Charles Jordan's kind of had a couple of weird fights recently, so, I mean, who knows? Um, well, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, he fought. I, it's not his fault for the last one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but regardless. Um, there's a lot of people on here who could contend for fight of the night, man. No, you're not wrong. Like, even just the, the Brian Battle, AJ Fletcher fight. Tim Means, Andre Fialo, if both of those guys show up at, at the level that I think they can. Violence. Pure violence. And the thing is, too, both of those guys are riding three fight winning streaks. They need a fucking win. So they're going to go out there and probably try to kill each other. And that, you know, in terms of the prelims, that's probably the fight to watch, man. Um, at least for me, anyway. Um, but that being said, there's, there's a couple other good ones, man. Uh, the return of Hannah Goldie. Always love seeing her back. Uh, taking on uh, Mizuki Inoue. Uh, jokes aside, actually excited it's to see her. It's been three years since she fought, by the way. Yep. August 2020. Uh, lost to Mandy Limos. She had um, a, a, a ACL injury. She tore her ACL in that fight. Wow. So, yeah. That took three years away from her career. Interesting, interesting. I wonder if recovery just went really badly or something like that. Her birthday was yesterday, by the way. Oh, good for her. A month, a month ago yesterday, my bad. I looked at the Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Well, good, good for her, though. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the rest of the card, man, I mean, we got the return of Muhammad Usman against Jake Collier. I saw some people saying, like, this is, like, a terrible matchup, and they're trying to, like... I like it, though. They're trying to feed Jake Collier to Muhammad Usman. I feel like people haven't watched Jake Collier fight, like... Muhammad, yeah. I've been pick Muhammad Usman, but Jake Collier is like a really tricky dude. Like maybe it's just, maybe it's just me, but he's found a way to make it work, man. You you know, like it's working. It is. So I, I think I saw a lot of people like roasting that matchup, and I'm like, well, I don't think that's entirely fair, you know. But whatever. Um. Yeah, man. Any any closing? Oh, well, last one. Obviously, the return of Michelle Waterson. You know, we love the karate hottie here. Who doesn't? Uh, but she needs a win. She needs a win. Uh, we did kind of has... overlook that one, didn't we? That's why the third highly ranked fight on this card. Yeah, it is. It's third on the main card. We completely overlooked it. Uh, she needs a win. She's riding a three-fight losing streak, although granted, you know, split decision loss to Luana Guerrero, and when one of those was like a guillotine choke, I meant to Amanda Lee Marshall, she stepped up on short notice. Um, so there, there's like some complications with a couple of those, but she's taking on Marina Rodriguez. Um, this fight's actually a rematch of a fight that they had uh, in May 2021, Rodriguez got the unanimous decision win in a five-round main event. Uh, I believe that was also a short-notice fight. So, dude, how long yeah. do you think Michelle Watson has left in the game, dude? Like, I thought, I think we're this like, could be it. I was like, I feel like we're almost there. Yeah, this could be it. I mean, she's a she's a pioneer of the game. People forget she's been around since I want to say like 2006. You, you know, it's really gonna fuck you up though, Josh. It's funny that I say that, but believe it or not, these women are only one year apart in age. That is kind of crazy. That actually is kind of crazy. Now that you, I didn't even think about that. Fuck me. Right? That's hey, man, that's that's fighting though. But you know what though? Hey, dude, good for good for Michelle Watson. I looked it up. She's been she's been doing some stuff. She's she's in a uh, she's in a crime drama. Yo, uh, that's called cool. Cleaning Lady. Apparently. Oh, apparently she only showed up one episode. But she's she's in the upcoming Tom Hardy and Forrest Whitaker film called Havoc. I guess she's been doing some movie stuff. Good for her. 
So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she closes closes stuff down if things go badly this weekend. Which they probably will. She's chilling. She has a career after fighting, man. Oh, she'll always have a career. There are some people who just, you know. She's a good talker. She's very attractive. You know what I mean? Like, she's charismatic. Like, she's... Michelle Watson will have a job in the UFC or whatever MMA company or whatever acting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she'll be fine. But I would not be surprised if she closes it out with a loss here. Um, yeah, man. I think I think that's all there is to, to kind of preview UC Vegas 70, uh, 79, unless there's one fight I'm missing. Uh, not one that I could t- think of the top of my head. But there, I mean, I think we hit pretty much all of them. Yeah. Same page. Um, but, dude, not the only MMA this week. This coming... It's going to be Saturday. Saturday over there in Dublin, Ireland, going down from the three arena is Bellator 299. Bellator is still going, still alive, folks. Um, it's kind of a weird, like, period of time um, because we don't know their future, but fights are still happening for them. And this one's going to be main evented by a middleweight title class between Johnny Eblen, you know the story, 13-0, just pure fucking dominance. In my opinion, Arguably the greatest fighter outside of the UFC today. Taking on Fabian Edwards. 30 years old, the brother of Leon Edwards, now looking to get his own gold. Riding a three-fight winning streak over Gegard Mousasi, Charlie Ward, and Leota Machida. That Machida knockout was nasty, by the way. Um, first title shot of his career. Very intriguing fight, man. Uh, what do you think about this one? Fun matchup. I, I just don't know if Fabian can get it then, though, Josh. I don't know if we're doing. Are we doing? Where are we doing a pick for this one? We kind of just. Oh, uh, uh, we can talk. I mean, we can give a pick for one. Like, I, I, you know, well, well, who do you think? Like, we won't count it, but who are you leaning towards? I'm leaning Johnny Evelyn. I mean, I got to give credit to Fabian. He's obviously looked good his last matchups, but he has fought guys who hate to say it. Don't press me as much as Johnny Evelyn's recent wins. I mean, Gegard Mousasi, who's you know he's aging, but very strong, good win. Charlie Ward. I mean. Good in Bellator, but I don't know if that's, a, you know, I, I, what could I take from it? You know what I mean? A legend in Lyoto Machida, but, I mean, dude, Lyoto's approaching, you know, my father's age. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's know, a tough man. one. Maybe, maybe your dad can get in there and fucking mix it up. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's just... Yeah, my dad's game. I'm sure he could do something, but... <laughs> And then his other two, and then his his two losses in Bellator guys, who I think could do very good in a title shot. Austin Vanderpoor, who did fight, for, didn't he fight uh, Johnny Evelyn? I could be wrong. Uh, I believe maybe. Oh no, no, he lost to yeah. Gegard. He lost Aaron Jeffries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. But I mean, that's a guy who I thought at one point could have been in that title position. Costello Vancina is another guy who I thought could have been right there for it. Uh, suffered a loss to Douglas Lima not too long ago, which that was a good Riley backer, Douglas Lima. I know that was uh, earlier this year. I think people forgot that fight even happened, but that was a good ass fight. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I hate to say, it, but there's nothing that Fabian Fabian looks good, but I don't think Fabian's beat anybody who I'm like, okay, I think th- these are great wins as of Gegard, and like I said, Gegard's kind of seen a little bit. There's a little bit of aging now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um. I mean, we're not really giving like, like official picks for this. So I guess it's just kind of like what we want to talk about. Um, I think Johnny Evelyn. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the nod in this one. Like I fully expect him to win here. Uh, but I think Fabian, man, I think Fabian is like he never really impressed me when he was first kind of coming up. Like I saw like a lot of his early fights, and granted, he signed Bellator. He signed a Bellator like literally as his uh, 
for his pro debut. Like, he caught, fought a couple times as an amateur, but, you know, I was never really that impressed with him. But it's kind of that three-fight winning streak. Like you mentioned, Gegard and Lyoto are a bit older, uh, but the dominance that he had over those guys was very surprising to me. Um, I think I think Johnny Edlin's probably going to get a win here, uh, but I expect it to probably be a competitive fight. I expect Fabian Edwards to have moments, you know. Um, regardless, dude, uh, it will be a fun fight. I think it's a bit weird of a of a it's a Ireland headliner, but right. We'll see. I mean, shit, dude. The UFC they're going to go back and they, they're going to go there in December. So I mean, is that crazy? Yeah. They're Without probably trying Connor. to capitalize, dude. They're probably seeing that Bellator has been fucking killing it for the last year or two over there. They're like, man, we're missing out. Probably, dude. I mean, people he, fucking... By the way, he, doesn't that just scream Ian Gary made a bit for you? Absolutely. Although, hey, maybe maybe, maybe it'll be Connor. Did you imagine? No. Maybe they'll make a pay-per-view just for Connor. It wouldn't be... I mean, weirder things have happened. I mean, if they're trying to do, like, a December... That's what he said. He wants to come back in December, but they're trying to figure out the USADA situation. Maybe... I'm literally just spitballing here. Maybe it's New Year's Eve in Ireland, Connor, headliner. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, I, I respect you for putting it out there, man. I think, well, yeah, you never know. CMC, right? They do what they want. Yeah, they will. They will. They'll do what they want regardless. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, fun, fun little belt or 299 main event. Co-main event, though, banger, banger, banger. Love to see the return of Aaron Pico, man. Um, one of the most entertaining guys in MMA Coming off a win over James Gonzalez in April, now taking on Pedro Carvalho, the game, uh, as he is uh, as he is known. Incredible nickname, by the way. Um, Bellator veteran, we know the deal here. I mean, he fought in the Featherweight Grand Prix in 2020. He's fought some big names, kind of like a mid-tier guy. I believe he's ranked number five as of now uh, in their Featherweight division. What do you think of this matchup, man? I like it. I mean, look, I think uh, Aaron, ever since he had a uh, shoulder injury almost a year ago uh, in October, against Jeremy Kennedy, he's he's bounced back relatively well. I mean, a, a good one over a guy in James Gonzalez. I think another kind of lead-up win and potentially another leap-up win here in Pedro Carvalho could be a nice setup going into a – I would imagine next year I think this would probably be his last fight for this year. Uh, I think I think these are all the right steps, man. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, he's 26 years old. Uh, he's funny. I, I, I am correct on this one. He, his birthday is Saturday, Josh. He'll be 26. Mm-hmm. He'll be turning 27. I mean, I mean, uh, I'd say all the right things are going well for him right now. It's just a matter of time of just getting, stringing the wins together and getting back to that title. I mean, he's right there. He's young. He has a time and he's peaking and his ceiling is extremely high. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I expect him to go out there. Like I said, not, not a real pick here. Uh, I expect Aaron Pico to go out there and fuck him up. I mean, I think if his shoulder is doing fine and, like, recover, because I know shoulder stuff is a bitch, dude. I mean, TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, but that's even just, like, it's not even, it can get that severe if you let it. But, like, even if it's just, like, you fuck up, you you dislocate your shoulder once, it's way more likely to happen again. And that's the case for every single time you do it. Um, So I hope that he's doing all right and that he doesn't have any long-term damage. Um, I bet he probably doesn't. He looked fine in his most recent fight. So, expect me to get a win here. Um, but yeah, man, I think, I gotta wonder, dude, um, this is actually not in the rundown, but since we're talking about elsewhere, I'm gonna bring it up. Patricio Pitbull was asked about the sale as recently as yesterday, and he said, like, yeah, it's happening, you know? Um, wow. But he <laughs> said that, he said that he doesn't want to go to PFL. He said he wants to fight out his contract and go to, to go to the UFC. I think, 
if there's a guy that actually should do it, it's gonna. I think it should be maybe him, maybe some of their bigger names. But dude, Aaron Pico is that guy. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think if there's a motherfucker who like has star power potential and it's, could potentially benefit from Bellator being sold, it's Aaron Pico. But like, he's I think, so young still. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like he he's only just getting really really good now. 27. I mean, he has another 10 years left in him, man. Yeah. Exactly. So, he's a guy that, like, man, if he could end up going over there, like, that could be a lot of fun. But even then, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him wherever, you know. He, he's just so entertaining. It doesn't matter where he is or where he's fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, regardless, in regards to the rest of this uh, Belgium 299 card, what, what names stick out to you, man? I mean, you kind of got the usual suspects, considering they're going back to uh, going back to Ireland here. I know, right? You always got like the same kind of Irish guys, but uh, Hassan, Hassan Magapetsherov, uh, opening up the prelims, definitely one for me. A to know, like twenty-two years young, man, uh, just full of talent, lots of finishes. Uh, I believe, uh, is it the Beats brothers? The Beats cousin? I know there's a connection there. I believe it's his brother, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know. You, you, we've seen the striking, you've seen the kicks. I mean, you, you know, you know what you're getting here. Uh, another one for me, uh, the Fr- the Frenchman who I know suffered a, a hard loss recently. But Josh, this is actually a very, I feel like this hard should be, this fight should be higher on the card. Uh, Martin Subaru versus JJ Wilson. JJ Wilson continuing mm-hmm. his campaign at 155. Uh, last time I getting a win over Vladimir Tokov, the brother of Anatoly Tokov, another brother duo here. Uh, that one should be exciting there. And uh, obviously, Davy Guyland. Another French fighter, just fucking action-packed, nonstop. I don't, he's taking on a guy I don't know, admittedly, but he is 13-7 in German. He's 13-7 and and he's German, so I can only imagine what will probably happen, but I won't make any assumptions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, this is a pretty, it's like, it's not the best Bellsworth card. And anytime they go overseas, or they go to Ireland, or they go, they go to the UK, or they go to fucking wherever the fuck they go, you know, France... They typically have a lot of local fighters, and the cards are like 17 hours long. Um, and this is the case here. But like, there's you know, some there bangers, are, there are, though, Josh. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna say. Like there are some good fights, especially I tune in about halfway through this thing because the prelims are like 24 fights. Uh, but uh, you know, I I tune in probably halfway through this thing, man. Especially those prelims. Like all, I told people last Bellator card, prelims are always on YouTube. No excuse not to watch them. So many good names, you know. So many good fights. Um, and with Peter Queeley and Marcel Bonaway and Charlie Ward, a couple of other, other big names, and like you mentioned, uh, Sabit's brother, who's also a good prospect, you should watch this one. It's a good card to watch. Not as good as Bellator 300 coming up on October 7th, which I'm very excited to preview. That's going to be a banger of a card. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's about all I got for Bellator 299. Um, but, dude, we do have a fair bit of news, and we, we're going to go ahead and start it off with a unique story because – out of nowhere, I mean, I've known that there's been rumblings about this. Um, Connor Ben is going to make a shock return. He has been dealing with his uh, steroid situation. Technically, he didn't test positive for steroids. He tested positive for steroid blocker, I believe. Uh, clomiphene is what he tested positive for. Um, but, yeah, he's been dealing with that with the better part of a year. But, Angel, don't worry. Just this morning, he's, they announced that he's going to be fighting on Saturday Against Hodafel or Zarako 
in Miami, Florida. He is currently, from my understanding, still currently provisionally suspended over in the UK. Um, but I guess he's in a weird gray area because he was suspended, but he appealed it. So now he's technically allowed to fight, so he's going to get one in over in America. Uh, what do you think about this This very odd situation? Jesus, bro. This is weird. What the fuck? Like, what, what other word? What? How else could I word it as to weird and just odd that this is happening? You know what I mean? Like, you have, if, if you're, you're not, you, there's no, uh, as a sanctioning body, I mean, dude, it's just a little embarrassing, don't you think? A little bit, yeah, but I think this entire situation has been for them, honestly. It's been pretty fucking bad. Um, well, for Connor Ben, anyway. Yeah, I mean, right? Because people are always going to look at him a, a certain way now. They're always going to have some sort of a assumption or correlation with uh, some cheating, you know? Yeah, and deservedly so, too, um, because he, you know, the only reason why the situation hasn't been wrapped up is because of Connor Ben. You know what I mean? Like... Because he continually will go ahead and double you know, down. Like, oh, d- yeah, they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do it. That wasn't me, you know. Like, guys, it was a taping supplement. But also, I'm not going to talk to. For months, he just wouldn't talk to the to the British Board of uh, Sanctioning about the issue. You know what I mean? Like, just you know, just unreal stuff. Um, but it, it's going to work out in the end for him. He's going to end up being able to fight. So I guess good for him. Um, Speaking about a fucking tainted supplements, you remember Yoel Romero, bro, with the tainted supplement? He got that uh, huge lawsuit win. That's true. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I don't think he ended up making any money from that because that supplement company was worth, like, nothing. I mean, I'm sure he got paid something, but not they, much they ordered him, like, a, a shit ton of money. I don't they, remember how it, much it was. They, they got to give it to him, so they probably just, you know, probably went out of business or something. They, yeah, they went bankrupt. They, they're, they're doing the, uh, the, old, the old Alex Jones, you know? Like, that wasn't me. <laughs> That wasn't me. I don't got no money, bro. Like, what do you mean? I can't pay shit. Like, <laughs> just tons of shell accounts. Uh, oh, I found it, Angel. He he was a Rio Romero. People completely forgot about this. He this is the reason why he also couldn't get a title shot in 2016. Um, he tested positive uh, after his fight with Jacare Souza, uh, and then he said that it was a tainted supplements. And Angel, he won 27 million dollars in damages. Three million in lost wages, three million in reputable harm, and three million in emotional damage. And he got none of that. Uh, they reduced it to twelve point four five million in twenty twenty one, and we have not heard a thing since. Yeah, he probably didn't get paid. If I had to guess, as I say, I would imagine my boy Ubel wouldn't even be fighting right now if he got that money. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but are we really going to act like Yoel Romero? Are we really going to – Yoel Romero is natty, bro. I don't care what you say. I know, I know. He he had been ja- he had been absurdly jacked for 20-plus years before he tested positive. But, yeah, guys, it was that one supplement that did it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that, that's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I forgot about the situation. But, you can't yeah. change my mind, Josh. Yoel Romero is the nattiest man I know. I know. Yo, Yoel, free, hashtag free Yoel, you know. Um, anyways, dude, yeah, I mean, he uh, fucking – Connor Ben's back, fellas. Connor Ben is back. For how long, who knows. But he's going to be fighting this Saturday – Probably, unless uh, it gets it, they, they, you know, the British Boxing Board Commission makes a couple phone calls or two. But, anyways, man, um, it's a heavy subject. 
how about we put this one in the middle and we do not start or end this uh, this uh, this discussion with it? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, Angela Lee. We we have not talked about Angela Lee, and we haven't talked about Christian Lee uh, or Victoria Lee in a long, long time. It's been almost a year. You know, we we talked about it December, January, um, whenever we talked about the the tragic passing of Victoria Lee, uh, who was just 18 years old. And I know at the time the family did not. The family was very sparse with details, and understandably so. I mean, it's their, it's their life. It's their own privacy. They have, of course, life. they they don't owe anything to anybody. Um, naturally, there were, you know, people who, yeah, you know, I I had to, you know, I was about to say like a word I can't say on air that would actually get me in trouble. Uh, who were saying, you know, it, it was it was it was it was the vaccine that did it, you know, or or it was why won't the family say what did it, you know, like. Just terrible, grotesque people. Angel, I know you saw for sure a couple of them. Dude, why is this? Why does that shit always pop up when anything like this goes down? Dude, it's so sad. It's almost embarrassing to those people too. Well, Angel, I don't know if you've seen this, but on our own comment section, whenever we talked about the unfortunate, you know, situation going on with our boy from Bellator right now, um, Chris Lee and Sony, on our comment section, whenever we talked about Chris Lee and Sony, we had people saying that it was it was the fucking it was the jab that did it, Angel. It wasn't it wasn't the other it wasn't people multiple people coming out and saying that and that he wasn't even it wasn't even that. But Angel, that, that was it, dude. You know, anytime it happens now, um, anytime anything happens now, we're gonna have to deal with this, and that's so upsetting. But it has to be even more upsetting for for the family, obviously. And in this circumstance, it was Victoria Lee, eighteen years old. Just a fucking tragedy to pass away at 18. Um, but the family hasn't talked about the situation in almost a year. Uh, recently, Angela Lee came forward and talked about it in a couple of different interviews. And she confirmed, A, that Victoria Lee did commit suicide, which confirmed a lot of people's fears. Um, and furthermore, she also uh, revealed that a 2017 car crash, which previously was reported all the time, that was her own suicide attempt. Um and it's a heavy subject for a lot of people. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's terrible. But I'm very happy that she's coming forward and talking about it. Because I think MMA, I feel, there's a lot of sports, you know, um, that, that, like, Angel, you've seen it, like, over the last couple of years, that, like, oh, they'll, they'll do mental awareness campaigns, they'll do mental health stuff, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll talk about, you know, that the kind of burden that it can be uh, to, to have a mind that's always, you know, Hating you for for lack of a better explanation on depression, you know what I mean. For lack of a better explanation of depression, it's yeah. just yeah, it's just that that's what it is. Um, it's your you'll wake up one day and you'll just you know that's it, you know. Um, but MMA is not like that, and we both know that MMA is a very testosterone. And I get it; it's fighting. It's it's a testosterone filled fucking full of egomaniacs and, and crazy people like Dana White and just. Just crazy shit, right? The the alpha males of all alpha males are in the sport, but at the same time, it's uh, it, stuff like this does have to be discussed, man. I mean, it just it's it can be terrible, especially whenever, especially in combat, man, where you're alone. Exactly, that's yeah, exactly yeah. it. You're alone. I mean, it's it's you and and nobody else. You know. You know, you're what talking you about that uh that whole sports thing and mental health campaigns have done. I, I think the one that uh the first one I ever remember really seeing was the Kevin Love one. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Several years ago now. It's been quite some time, which I haven't heard of in a while, sadly. But uh, I do remember his particularly. Um, 
But no, man, I think in fighting, it's important to talk about this shit because there's no other sport where it's, it sounds weird where you're more in your feelings than than in fighting. Because you don't lose with your team. You lose by yourself. You can lose. You can, you know, obviously your coaching staff and all that was there with you. They're part of your team. They can tell you they lose with you, but in reality, you lost by yourself. You know? Mm-hmm. That's a very hard thing to process. That's a very hard thing to go through and to understand how to deal with. That's that's a, that's a topic of conversation, knowing how to lose as a fighter. Um, that, That's one of the most pivotal moments in a fighter's career is his first loss. Um. Uh, and, and I know I'm using, you know, law specifically as one, but because in granted, there's many more aspects to, to how a fighter can, can get to a very low point in their life where they can, uh, decide to do something not smart. And, uh, we don't know what Victoria Lee was going through specific. Mm-hmm. There could have been a number of things. There's a lot of things that, uh, could trigger someone to, to go do that. And, uh, it was just sad that she uh, decided to make that choice. And, uh, and that, uh, we as people weren't able to reach out and help. Yeah. And it's just, it's a tough thing, man. And even, even beyond combat, man, cause you know, I really, I don't want to, I don't want to dive into the politics side of it right now, but a lot of people will be like, you know, you know, it's, it, you know, if you have, if you struggle, you're a fucking pussy, you know, like just man up, you know, <laughs> bro, not even just that job. Therapy's yeah. expensive, bro. Therapy is expensive. Therapy I, I, is expensive. I could say this first fucking hand, man. I'm not going to get into any of the specific details on here, but I can tell you it's expensive. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a really, it's a really tough thing, man. And, but that's, that's exactly why people need to be comfortable talking about these emotions, because it's one of those things that just like, if, if you don't open up, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, what do you, like, if, if you share too much emotion, people are like, oh, you're fucking pussy, you gotta man up, but like, dude, you know, in my own experience, and I'll, I'll open up a little bit here. Like it's 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 whenever you hold stuff in, like you know, like you're not a pussy if you talk about your emotions. Like I'll tell you, like as a as a guy who's been through some shit, like you're not a pussy if you talk about your emotions. That does not make you bad. That does not make you lesser than. That does not make you not a man. That doesn't make you bad or this or that or whatever the fuck. Like if you don't open up all those emotions, you're gonna have a much worse time down the road. You know. Um and I've been very thankful to have a lot of great friends in my life who've helped me get through a lot of terrible situations, you know. Um, and in the case of Angel Lee, thank God she's still here. And in the case of Victoria Lee, it's fucking terrible that she isn't, you know. Um, it's just, it's a, re- it's a tough thing, man. It's, it's a very tough thing to talk about because it's just, a lot of people just don't get it, you know. Like, uh, they're like, oh, just man up. Because at, at its core, depression is, like, it's it's a very hard thing to understand and to kind of, like, relate to if you don't have it, you know. Or if you, if you don't, because people have bad days all the time. But depression is like having a bad life. Your brain telling you that your life is bad and waking up when your life is completely normal and just, like, Everything could be going completely right, but feeling like everything's wrong. And that's a, that's a really tough thing for people to deal with, and that's why it's got to be able to be, be talked about and discussed. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that the MMA community responded really, really well to this angel. i got to be honest, I didn't expect them to. Hey, man, there's – you'd be surprised. I think it's because uh, a lot of people who do enjoy fighting or, or, or like fighting, it's, it's an outlet for, uh, for other shit going on in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, cause I've seen, uh, I remember, I can't remember what it was specifically, but I, there's, I feel like anytime I, I go into a stream or I hear people talk about certain things or being, or just being around by, there's people who can relate to this, this topic a lot. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's the thing that basically most, I mean, I'd say, I, I, I don't know the numbers on it, but I feel like most people can relate to, you know. Hey, and you know, you got the, the few giga chats, you have no emotions. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, like there, there are some people that just don't, you know, don't ever feel any emotion. So no wonder they, 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 they react a certain way to hearing about mental health stuff, you know. I think that's um, the sociopaths, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. But it's incredibly brave. Uh, and that's, that's what it is. I hate when people say sometimes, like, oh, it's so brave, you know, to like, to like, <laughs> like, you, you've heard it too. There's sometimes where people are like, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's so brave to like come forward and talk about something that's not brave whatsoever. Uh, but it actually, in a sport like this where you're all about, it's all about fighting, it's all about ego, it's all about fucking aggression, it's just testosterone and shit, to come out and be like, yeah, like, I, I absolutely was depressed. I tried to kill myself and to talk about your emotions after your sister. And and especially in the MMA community, which was, you know, there's a reason why we saw so much stuff about, like, was it the jab, Angel? But why are they talking about the vaccine, the family? Like, there's a reason why. It's because that we're a right-wing sport, whether you like it or not, you know? So uh, for her to come out and talk about it and to say, talk about what it actually was and talk about the, the mental health aspect of it, you know, you know, bless her, man. Like, that's fucking, it's just such a terrible situation. Um, but that's all I got to say, man. I think, I think we should probably go ahead and move on. Um, fortunate news, uh, for, uh, this one just sucks. I gotta be honest with you, dude. Uh, Derek Brunson. He's riding a two-fight losing streak. Jared Cannonier, Drikis Duplessis. Before that, we were talking about him getting a potential title shot. Uh, but 39 years old, literally scheduled for, previously was scheduled to fight Roman Didelize at MSG. He has been released from the UFC. Um, very much out of nowhere. Like I mentioned, he literally had a fight scheduled. What do you think about Derek Brunson's out of nowhere release, ending a uh, over decade long run for the UFC? I mean, it was weird, right? Because he's he was still relatively active. Uh, I mean, there's been no comments made out of it. It was it was the most random cut in the world for me. Uh, a ranked rank guy too with that and. Has, has he spoken out at all? Has there been any comments from his agent? Nothing. He confirmed that he was released, and he called out Jake Paul. That was it. Respect. But, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right? But, unfortunately for him, I, I don't think there's any chance he's going to get that fight right now. It's just unfortunate. I, I don't know. I really wish we had more details, more stuff to talk about, and, and kind of justify maybe the cutting or kind of address it better. It, it just feels odd to talk about it and not know what led to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's just odd because there is no news about it. That's partially why it's so odd. Um, the only thing that, I mean, we we literally just got a confirmation from Ali Abdelaziz, and that was it. So, yeah, I mean, he, he are you, said... Are you, are you ready for Game Bread FC Derek Brunson, Josh, or BKFC Derek Brunson? Bro, for Derek Brunson's sake, I hope he doesn't fight BKFC, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> PFL it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what if he's going to move up to heavyweight to face Francis Gone? Hey, man, can you believe it? Like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think realistically he'll probably get a, a PFL deal out of it. I mean, I feel that's probably the most realistic thing to happen. I don't think he'll end up going to – I don't think he'll fight Jake Paul. I'd be very shocked. And I would also be very, very shocked if he ends up fighting, you know – Fighting for Bellator won't sign him because let's be honest, I mean, 
they're not signing anybody right now, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I, I think he's probably getting a penny to PFL if I had to guess. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it is unfortunate that there's no real details, and it's unfortunate that we never really got a resolution. You know, it kind of sucks. But yeah. It, yeah, it is what it is, man. He had a good run, though. You gotta give him credit. He had a good career. Oh yeah, I mean, fucking the resume is ridiculous. Darren Till, Kevin Holland. Evan Shabazzin, Ian Heinish, Elias Theodore, RIP, the GOAT, uh, Leona Machida, Uriah Hall, Sam Alvey, Ed Herman, Chris Lieben. I mean, just all sorts of fucking bangers. And that's not even including his fights with guys like Robert Whitaker and Anderson Silva and, and Izzy and, and so on and so forth. Like, he put on so many good fights over the years, man. So it is unfortunate. Typical, man. Typical career. Just sad to see it, you know, and on such a weird, on a weird note, you know what I mean? Well, you know what that is? That's just MMA, though, dude. That's and it, it's, and it's even more odd because it's not even like a retirement. Yeah. No, yeah, it is odd, yeah. It's like a movie ending, like, 20 minutes before it ends. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, it'd be like endgame ending when <laughs> when they go back in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not wrong. It's just, it's just such an odd point. I mean, he was literally booked for a fight. It's just It's just odd. Well, you know what's even crazy? I remember, I think like a day before, two days before the news came out, it was like a Roman Dillies versus Derek Brunson, and I forgot which one it said it was out, and it was, and if it, and if it was Derek, well, now it makes sense, right? But even then, it was, it, it's weird. But it was like a fight is off, so and so is out, and I was just like, damn. All right, I'm like, that's that sucks. I didn't really think much of it at the time. Like, I was like, I guess someone got injured, but no, I mean, Derek Brunson got cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that sucks. It honestly really does suck to see, but, you know, I, I think we should go ahead and move on because, like, dude, I'm, like I mentioned, you know, like, it, Derek Brunson just randomly being released, like, and we'll see how his career goes from here. That's odd, but, like, that's all MMA is, baby. We're no, we're nothing but shrink. Fucking nobody gets, like, Robbie Lawler retirements. Nobody. Like, like, nobody gets to go out well on top. Everybody gets their own really weird, typically sad ending to their career. Pat Militich is going through that right now. Um, well, Josh, his career has ended. <laughs> has been ended. You're right. You're right, actually. Pat Militich had retired um, after a win in 2008. In 2020, he came out of retirement for a kickboxing match uh, with um, Michael Nunn, uh, which he lost. Uh, and Michael Nunn had spent 20 years in a prison cell for the <laughs> before that fight. So, um yeah, but anyways, man, uh, Pat Militich is currently scheduled to fight Mike Jackson uh, in next month in Iowa. Uh, first thing to ever happen yeah. in Iowa. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know they were fighting in fucking Iowa, dude. That's so random. I, well, I, have, I mean, I believe Pat Militich is from Iowa, which is It's probably the only place he can section the fight, too, probably. <laughs> You're probably right. But Pat, Pat's like 54, I want to say. Like, he's up there, bro. So. Jeez. You got to, hey, all jokes aside, bro, no matter what, whatever the beef is here, you still got to tip Pat Militich for wanting to go in there at his fucking age, dude. Like, you can say whatever you want, but it's kind of, it's still pretty kind of like. It's pretty typical. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like. You know, like I kind of like it. It's kind of, it's kind of like pretty badass. At the same time, you got to tip. I don't bit. think it's gonna go well for him. <laughs> oh come on, Josh! No, you tell me no. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make any fight predictions, Angel. I don't want it because we have the, the fight of the century is still a month away. But dude, like oh Pat, yeah, Tommy Fury, uh, KSI. 
That, yeah, that's that's what I meant. That's that's real. Oh, oh, oh you, I'm sorry, Josh. You might have been talking about Charles Oliveira is on Lockchip, but that that's not even the best fight of that month. So I don't, I don't know what you were even trying to think. Bring that one up. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, dude, Pat Miletic, uh is scheduled for his first fight in 15 years. He's gonna face uh, former UFC veteran Mike Jackson in Davenport, Iowa. For K, I think it's called Cage Aggression is the name of the, I don't know, is the name of the promotion. I believe that's what it's called. Regardless, they had their press conference last week, and, like, there wasn't a whole lot to say about it. Like, it was fine, I guess. Pat Milton is, like, 53, so he probably shouldn't be doing this to begin with, you know. Um, but I guess, like, nobody, we learned, like, right after the press conference that I guess Pat Milton literally got a DUI that morning. And just didn't tell anybody and showed up to the press conference anyway. And Dude, what a dog. What a dog. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fuck what you say. I know he shouldn't be doing it, but what a fucking dog. To fucking show up after your DUI, no fucks to give to your press conference. <laughs> That's a different level of savagery that I don't think anybody could achieve easily. Well, I mean. Without 54 years of experience on this earth, dude. Yeah, like, for real. Like, he's. he's the not, level of shamelessness. To fucking walk in and see your own press. Dude, you know what? I mean, it would have even better if he would have been like, I'm sorry I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. Give it a big arm of you know? He, no, he showed up. He was like, sorry, guys. I, I was too busy. I was talking to the deputies outside before I <laughs> before I came no, in. Dude, no, dude. He was talking about how he went to his fucking geriatrics. <laughs> I just got done doing doing some training with with you know the cops outside. I was showing him a couple jujitsu techniques, you know. Um, Jesus, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to throw. Dude, the one. only the only place Pat Melchers is teaching at is the fucking YMCA, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Just just pure. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Yes, is it is it sad that Pat Melchers is like fifty years old and getting a DUI in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Iowa? Yes, like it's. <laughs> It's not good. It's obviously a terrible... Like, I, I don't know if he has alcoholism or if he's going through, like, some substance abuse issues. But it's just, like... Are we really going to let this fight still go on now? Like, like Pat Militich is, like... And he's the money to pay to DUI now, Josh. What choice does he have? I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. He really... They can't cancel the fight now. Like, it's just... just, just Pat Militich badly needs this, I guess. Um, you know what, but aside, it's like... You know what would go even harder, Josh? That the day of his court date was the same day of the fight. He goes to court. Holy he, shit. He, he gets Holy whatever shit. he gets whatever he has to do, and then he proceeds to fight and wins. That that that's some dog shit right there. Yeah, if he shows if Pat Melton shows up, pays his fine for the DUI, goes into Iowa. I'm sure they'll, they'll fight. They're fighting out in the middle of nowhere because that's all that state is. If you guys can't tell, I fucking hate Iowa. I like it's just I didn't. I, I drove through there in May when I was going to Minnesota. And Angel, I don't know if you've been to Iowa, but there's literally nothing there. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest state I've been to, the most empty one. Anyway, uh, but yeah, they're gonna fight out in the middle of no- nowhere, Iowa. And I guess Pat Militich, fucking, the fight's still going on. They did not know that the DUI had happened before the press conference, but now they know Angel, and he's still going ahead with it. So, and like I tell you, the crazy part is they didn't know he was intoxicated during the press conference. Which is, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Just fucking craziness, dude. Just downright craziness. Um, Mike Jackson's totally gonna win this, right? I would probably. I would imagine so. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It, it is a it is a fight of differing ideologies, is what the was what the press release said whenever whenever they announced it. So we will we will see. Um, anyways, man, we talked about one one friend of the show, a guy that we formerly interviewed, which is Mike Jackson. Uh, we also interviewed Sam Alvey in the past, friend of the show, Sam Alvey. Uh, in May, got a knockout win over Cameron Graham, his first win since 2018. And, dude, he signed to Karate Combat, and he just got a knockout win over there, man. Uh, did you see his win? What you make of it? I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. I saw, it on Twitter. I saw he did the good old uh, towel trick, trying to make weight at Karate Combat, too. I don't know if you saw that. I did, yeah. Sam got that dog in him. Hey, man. <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> Damn straight, man. Damn straight. Um, yeah. Good for him, man. Love to see it. Love to see a friend of the show uh, getting a big win, man. Love to see that. Got to get paid, bro. I get it. Got to get paid. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, he's won two in a row. So we'll go ahead and see if, what uh Oh, yeah, he won on the regional scene, right? Yeah, he won by knockout. He knocked out the guy's nickname was like Huggy Bear or something. Jesus, he okay. seemed really friendly. I hated it, but uh, yeah, Sam Alvey. So, have you still watched any Karate Combat in recent time? It's been a minute, dude, but I still love how it just looks like actual Mortal Combat. Yeah, I've seen a couple of it. They had their uh, they had like a big tournament recently. I want to say like they done they've done some fun stuff. Well, they got Boss Rude and GSP there, so I, I mean, I, I it makes sense why it's as big as it is. Yeah, but dude, it's yeah, it's so uh, sick. It's so sick. I can't even deny it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. I mean, hey, Karate Combat's pretty fun, man. I, I hope they get more people. And uh, getting guys like Sam Alley will go a long way, I feel like. Because I saw this, this this highlight win. It's also, a lot of people know him from, you know, his really, really uh, rough end of his UFC career. But, I mean, he does have a fan base partially because of that. Yeah, um, you're right. Nonetheless, man, last topic of the day, Angel. Last topic of the day. It's been a while since we talked about Misfits, man. Uh, Misfits 009 is going down this Saturday from the Veritu Motors Arena in Newcastle. Um, in the main event, Idris Virgo taking on Aaron Chalmers. Um, that one could be interesting, but I feel like people care more or less about the undercard more so. Face tempers back against Ginty, Ashley Roxu, Halal Ham. Friend of the show, Ben DeBane Davis, making his Misfits boxing debut against Gabriel Silva. And there's also a couple of other fights, man. Uh, what's your thoughts on this card? Any fights you're looking forward to, man? Last topic of the day. I mean, yeah, let's be honest, Rod. It, it, like I said, without the major names, all Misfits cards are pretty weak. They will have, like, one or two maybe little sprinkled things in there. But, I mean, this is just another prime example of it. Obviously, we're we're out here to support our boy Ben the Ben Davis, dude. Like, he, yeah. he's taking out, Josh. He didn't, he didn't clarify. Oh, he I guess I didn't say, yeah. Our friend Ben the Bane Davis is fighting Anderson Silva's son, so it's like <laughs> So we wish him a lot, a lot, a lot, and I mean a lot of luck. <laughs> it's just, just yeah. Ben, God bless, man. I mean, I hope he's getting fucking paid for this. I'm pretty sure he is, you know. Um you know, but uh well I mean obviously he's getting paid, but I hope he's getting paid really well, you know. Um yeah, he's he's got his work cut out for him though, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, this card's alright, but not too many big names. Yeah, no. It's it's, it's pretty weak. Uh, like I said, there might be like one or two, maybe three decent fights. Granted, I'm sure there will still be some nice little highlights, but it, it has nothing to really offer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll watch it. We'll probably recap it. I mean, we got to recap. we got to talk about our boy Ben, and, and I'm sure his his knockout win over that fraud Gabriel Silva. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't wait till we have bring Ben on to interview him and ask him how amazing it felt to be the, the son of a legend. Yeah, if, if Ben wins, we'll ask him for an interview. If he loses, we can't have him on. That's the only way. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just can't do it. That's the only way. Um, but anyways, man, yeah, uh, that's about all we got for this week. Anything else you want to talk about before we go ahead and close out of here, man? No, man, I think that that's everything. I said that was a pretty solid show this week. I'm I'm excited to come back next week. What, you, what the fuck? Speaking about next week, what is next week's fight? Uh, that's a good ass question. Oh, oh my god, Josh! I got every Grand Dawson Bobby Green made event of the year here. Jokes aside, very excited for that fight. I just don't I just don't like him as a main event. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Joe Piper, I'll put it like this, Josh. Joe Piper, Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Oh, I need to know. Let me say, it's a good fight. Coleman, though, not, you know. I granted, for the, for what the main event is, I mean, clearly, clearly our standards aren't, you know. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Either, uh, granted, overall, it looks like a good card, so I'm excited to come back next week and talk about that one. For sure, man. And, uh, excited to go ahead and talk about it, man. Excited to go ahead and recap, and I, uh, hope you guys enjoy the show, man. Um, about to break 1200 subs. Let's go ahead and get there, hopefully. You know, maybe it's, maybe we'll even get there by the time this got uploaded. Who knows? Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm at Josh Shillinoff on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega on Tour 01 at Courtside Sound for all things relating to the show. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.